Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gets me in the mood every time. <laughs> what is happening, everybody? Welcome to the PGA DFS First Look Show. It is the Players' Championship. It is the big one here this week. We've got so much to get into. Millionaire Maker Contest and all the like. But before we get into all that, in case you don't want to chase all that big money, all that craziness and all that variance, well, today our show is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. A perfect opportunity to get away from all that variance. Their player Props-based contests are easy to play and don't require the time commitment that other DFS sites do in order to be competitive. So with Monkey Knife Fight, you are in charge. Whether you want to play NBA, UFC, PGA, eSports, or soccer, Monkey Knife Fight has it for you. To get started, head on over to monkeyknifefight.com and choose which game you want to play, your contest type, even your buy-in level, and even better, Jeff, you're going to get 50 bucks when you use promo code AWESOMO. I'll tell you what. That kind of helped last week as maybe we didn't have the best week on other ones, but we had some players that did well for us, and that's exactly what we could have gotten with Monkey Night Fight. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, props, you know, uh, definitely uh, it just adds in a level of intrigue to it, especially when you can combine them like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was kind of like that week, wasn't it, where we had some players do well. I mean, uh, from my DFS uh, perspective, it was uh, it was over before it even began because I put I put Louie in all my lineups. But um, you know, we had guys like Fleetwood we talked about here we really liked, um, you know, and, and a couple others uh, that, that just performed pretty well and, and got in the mix, but uh, maybe didn't quite get all the way there for us. So, yeah, um, it is. It's it's frustrating for me. I had uh, again what I would consider a, a really good pool. Bryson and, and Spieth were one and two on the board for me. Yeah. But yet I, I slightly lost money. I think I, it, so for the $5 drive the green, $750 to mass enter, I got back $745. So a slight <laughs> loss there. But when you have the winner and I get another top five, we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about Arnie's way and the fact that Bryson got it done. Now, there were some questionable things that happened in the final round. At least I saw surfaced a little bit with a questionable drop on the 16th hole. Mm. I didn't really get a chance to look into it that much, but it didn't seem like the media was too concerned about it. Just some chatter around the uh, the industry, if you will. Did you see it? And if you did see it, did you see anything that was nefarious to, nefarious to you? So I actually didn't see it, and I, I've been meaning to go back and watch it. And obviously with the players' odds out and stuff, 
I, I didn't, I just didn't get to it this morning, but give me a breakdown here because like, it did seem weird uh, from what I, what it's been described. Like, okay. So it was, it was off the green when you want to keep the ball on the ground, obviously. And there's a sprinkler head that's in the path from you to the ball on the European yeah. tour. You're allowed to get a free drop on the PGA tour in history. It hasn't been that a, a lot. He yeah. ended up getting one and then changed his direct line from the ball to the hole. I guess this is what's been reported, which obviously you're not supposed to do. But again, the rules official was right there. So uh, another weird situation. Uh, I don't even know if it really matters, but it just puts a a stink on things where... It all stems back to our main point, Jason, of like, what what the rules officials aren't are, aren't like doing rules officialing things like they're they're, they're not enforcing rules and, and they've even come out and said this. I was thinking about this today when I think it was Slugger White said like I'm not going to take money out of a guy's pocket like that's your job, dude. I mean to enforce the rules and take money out of people's pockets when it's deemed necessary, right? So I don't know, man. It, it, golf to me, it's just it's under officiated. They should have you know multiple play multiple guys on each hole just watching every shot you know, enforcing the correct rules. But again, uh, yeah, I, I, it probably wasn't a big one, like we said, like you said, but uh, just yeah, another yeah. instance of like, wh- why is there even a controversy? Like, a, I don't know. It's, especially with one right there in this specific yeah, Now, exactly. to, the, to the positive side, uh, fun to see Bryson DeChambeau win doing it the Arnie way. And that's kind of how I titled it here. He was known for his aggressive play, known yeah. for taking lines that other people wouldn't. And listen, just on this, the sixth hole, his two drives on Saturday, Sunday, he gained a stroke and a half off the tee just on those two drives, Jeff. So even though he didn't drive the green, the line that he took and the yards into the hole, it just goes to show you what that can pay off. And listen, he won by a stroke. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to say it was those two drives, but he lived up to our expectations. He gave us what he want and got to be honest, he's a lot of fun to watch. And it seems like most of the fans think so as well. It, it's a, it was a perfect example of the advantage Bryson has with his driving it it's like you said he won by a stroke and like like he gained seven over seven strokes off the tee the stroke came from the fact he was able to to just pound it out there all the time even when he was in the rough like like it was like 14 or 15 at 120 yards at that point he just finds the green takes his par like it's so much easier you had you you can't miss six footers when when you're we're going up against a guy like that like we saw speed down the stretch miss some some short putts westwood the same you, there's no room for error going up against Bryson when he's playing like this. No room. And, you know, he, he's going to keep grinding out wins like this. Uh, it, it reminded me of the win he got in Detroit. He didn't even play that good in the last round. But the advantage is just so there. He's, he's not going to make big mistakes when he's driving it out there. He's got these short approaches. So it's just a pure example, another one, of, of the advantage he has and the advantage he's created for himself. Um, now, this week's maybe may a little different. I mean, it's a die course. Is he going to have the same type of advantage at Bay Hill? I don't know, but he's, he's still going to have some kind of advantage off the tee. So. There's no doubt about it. And yeah. and I think that with Bay Hill, it just so happens that the sixth hole, you're, you're going to have scores ranging you know, way up there. And it was, a, it was a hole that you had to get, especially on Sunday with how difficult mm. the conditions is. Yeah. And that's perfect uh, segue into my second topic, the course difficulty. It's been a huge topic around the game of golf, not necessarily in our DFS world. We don't really care that much about it. At least I haven't found many people that do, but everyone's so worried about every, you know, Bryson driving it so far, changing the game. He won at 11 under yesterday. That course was playing ridiculously hard and it was 7,400 yards. It's a par 72. I mean, you don't need courses to be 9,000 yards long to be competitive. I loved it. You had tough, rough around the edges so you know five ten yards off the fairway it wasn't that bad 
15 yards off the fairway, the big misses, tried to get aggressive. You were going to be in some thick stuff uh, around the greens as well. Some pretty thick stuff. Just goes to show you, you don't need to trick up a golf course that much for it to be a really good event and competitive. I love the Florida swing, man, because all the courses are set up like this, like PJ National, Copperhead. They're, they're not they're not overly long or anything, but it's like you said, there's rough in specific places. There's penalty areas in good places. We talked about off out of bounds on 18 being in a, a specific spot you can't miss. There's places that you get penalized at Bay Hill where if you miss there, you're, you know, you don't just like, oh, you're in the rough and it's like a tiny bit tougher. It's like you lose a stroke, you get penalized. So I, I love the Florida swing for this, man. I, it, it's, it's just the perfect example. Like you said, the PGA sets up courses like this and it, they don't have to be 10,000 yards or whatever. So yeah, this is my favorite. This is probably my favorite stretch of golf just from a pure competitive aspect because every course plays like this. Sawgrass might be the softest of the three, to be honest, because as we saw last time we were here, like it, it can it can yield birdies. I mean, if it's soft, so. And I think that's what we're going to have this time of year, especially yeah. in Jacksonville. And, and we'll get into that. You Great call. It typically does play the easiest out of the Florida swing, but with water hazards and play on like 17 of the 18 holes, something yeah. in that range. Still, still lots so, of variants. <laughs> yeah, plenty of uh, big numbers and we'll get into that. So let's go to our quick DFS review of last week and start off with the top 10 values on the board. The average of golfers that made the cut 8.7, Jeff. So Pretty low-scoring week. That obviously goes with the course difficulty. Richie Wierenski, though, it was in this chat that somebody brought him up. I should have played him. I didn't get more than 3%, sadly. He led the field 14.67. He was $6,100, so a great return. Lee Westwood, obviously, yeah. fighting with Bryson DeChambeau, over 14. Then Corey Connors. Then the new nickname. I didn't give it to him, but of course I'm going to use it. It's too easy not to. It's Ace Ventura. He came in over 12X. Andrew Putnam. Great short game. Uh, I think we talked about him on this show, just in good form. And when it came down to short game expertise, Putnam there. Keegan Bradley kind of goes against what I just said, maybe a little bit. Uh, Jazz Janowatanand uh, rode a hole-in-one as well. And then you got, like, Chris Kirk, Padraig Harrington, Danny Willett, Matt Wallace, Jordan Spieth, and Danny Lee. What about Danny Willett and Matt Wallace? They weren't even mm-hmm. in the top 20 in the event, but ended up scoring, Jeff, very well. Is that something we need to take a note of? Uh, I mean, look, that uh, the Bay Hill, uh, it's just like the international like playground for some really reason. Hey, it's, it's so weird. I don't know. Maybe they're used to playing like more water courses over in Europe. I mean, I don't know. It's there's certainly something of it. But like guys like Willett, Jazz, the, Wallace, like they always pop up here. So it, it's not even shocking for me to see. I, I mean, it's it's just it's just like what happens at Bay Hill. Uh, I, maybe they just all. I, I know a lot of these guys are Florida based too, so maybe that's something to do with it. You know, home game, He's whatever. Like Bermuda stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly right. So, uh, but Willett's kind of interesting. He's he's definitely I uh, can get hot with his ball striking and stuff like that. Um, you know, Jazz. I mean, I'm not going to put too much stock into that. I'm not a big Jazz guy. I'll leave that for Ben on on the Tuesday or Wednesday show. I know he likes Jazz, um, but uh, you know, Willett's a guy I might keep my eye on, especially Wallace too. Wallace is a really good competitor. A couple guys to at least think about this week. I'm not sure if I'm going to go down that road, but, uh, you know, definitely uh, them showing a little bit of form. These are, these are guys who've won multiple times worldwide. And, uh, you know, from, from a value perspective, I think last week was probably the week to get on them. I mean, clearly it was, as we can see with the value perspective, but keep an eye on them because they're really quality players. So for sure. Optimal lineup, uh, go into it. We did not even get close to 50,000. It was actually 48. It was Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, Corey Connors, Lee Westwood, Andrew Putnam, and Richie Wierenski. Pretty crazy, uh, but 
when something like that happens, a really tough course, and not all the best players are there, something like this can happen, of course, when really short game gets uh, gets heavily emphasized. So through that one quickly, and let's take a look at the top GPP lineup. I brought up Danny Willett specifically and wanted to harp on him because, believe it or not, at 0.4% owned, he was part of the top GPP lineup. Plautos, I wanted to say Pluto, but, you know, I guess I'll <laughs> skip the Disney part. Plautos... Four. I don't know what that stands for. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but he had 11 entries. He ended up winning the $200,000 with a Rory Bryson stack. Threw in Emiliano Grillo for good measure, but it really was Corey Connors, Richie Waretsky. Obviously, that's what won him the matchup. That was the Galaxy Brain stack right there of the week, Jeff. Uh, anything else to, to make note? I mean, obviously, going to Stars and Scrubs was the approach. You saw a yeah, bunch yeah. of guys, Putnam, Willett, uh, Harrington even, a couple of more guys that you could have used. Yeah, this one kind of bothers me because I, I had a Rory DeChambeau stack with Louie and uh, like it it definitely had a lot of potential. Like if I could have just got off him in that lineup, it, it, it could have gone. So, um, you know, I, I, I fiddled with that approach and I was going to put like, I you know, my three maxes. I was going to do a couple of those, but I only ended up doing one. And like I said, I had to use these. So. Um, but yeah, that was the way to go. Um, definitely was just a week where, where you know, the, the big guys showed up early and, and they ended up uh, obviously – uh, putting t- putting together like quite a bit of um, just big scores. Connors was was really interesting. I mean, I saw him out there, uh, uh, you know, in the first round, and I'm like, did we just like all of a sudden forget about Corey Connors? It, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because he was like the value play for a bit, and and I mean he's still fairly wide, like decently owned here, but definitely just kind of drifted a bit out of people's minds, I think. So it's always interesting to uh, keep an eye on guys who are hot and maybe just go through a, a couple tournament stretch. We've got a couple guys like that this week who you know, might fit that bill. So I, I think I mentioned to you last week, I'm not fading Billy Horschel under 7,500 on Bermuda ever again, just because it doesn't normally pan out, but I will fade him at 8,900. It worked. He missed the cut. I think that Bay Hill is, is just a little bit of a different golf course than concession was obviously. Um, but I think I'm going to implement something similar with Corey Connors here, Jeff, just given his ability to get so hot with his ball striking that when a tournament comes down to, you know, single digits or very low double digit scoring, his ball striking is going to keep him in. He's just going to get hot with a putter one or two days. That's exactly what he did. So anything below 7,500 for Corey Connors, I think we need to really yeah. take a look at maybe even again here this week, obviously. So, all right, let's um, move on to our pro reviews where we take a look at how a couple of our favorites around the industry uh, divvied up their allocations. And I can tell you right off the bat that myself and Mr. Baker, not only did we get snake bitten by Louis Oosthuizen, maybe a little bit more for Alex uh, at 17%. I had him at 15%, but. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We both had Justin Rose in the top 5% uh, top five owned golfers of the week. And his withdrawal, obviously, after the third hole on Saturday was pretty crushing to our lineups. I still was able to come in 54th in one of the lineups, even given those two things. 
Uh, Alex came in 150th, which is still, again, not that bad. So, Jeff, other than that, we, we seem to actually hit a pretty good low amount of missed cuts. We only had three each, but obviously the withdraws are just crushing to us. Yeah, I I saw Alex keeps changing his avatar. So some, I, I didn't know who was – I saw oh, a Justin Rose tweet. I'm like, oh, someone played Justin Rose. And was, I'm like, oh, it's Alex. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess he didn't get off Justin Rose this week, like Jason was trying to say. He was trying to get him off. but And uh, then I got on him. <laughs> yeah, I know. And – Look, I mean, Rose wasn't doing that bad before no. he got to the, the sixth hole. Like, let's like, I, I, it was it was weird, man. I mean, I, I I'm like, oh, Justin Rose is in contention. I I wonder where Bye -bye. he's at. Um, yeah, he played with speed the first two days. He looked great when I was following him around on oh, Friday. Yeah. Everything looks good. He looked good physically. Then all of a sudden, Saturday morning, wakes up with low back spasms and throws up a nine on the third hole and says, "That's it, Jordan. You're gonna yeah. play by yourself for the rest of the day." Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It was, it was just so weird. And I, I think he was even part of that point on the day. Like, <laughs> yeah, before he was fine. The first two holes, it looked yeah. good. And then the, you know, he put three in the water. Okay. And I, I'm not going to speculate on the injury stuff. He's injured or he wasn't. I mean, whatever it's golf. We don't get the injury reports anyways. So yep. who cares? But um, yeah, then that, that was legitimately like, I would have been so tilted if I had a lineup with Justin Rose in it in contention, like amazing, you know, tre treading water, doing nicely. And uh so yeah, probably, I mean, I'm sure Alex was massively tilted because he probably felt like, okay, finally I'm getting my return on Justin Rose this week. Yeah. This is the week. And finally paying off. Like you said, I mean, you guys that both had like exposure to Bryson. Hatnut was up there as well. So I guess Alex had Siwoo too. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So he did have some big misses. Um, we both on our way to uh, Tommy Fleetwood yeah. and, and owned. I think that was a really good play. The one that I'm upset about that I ended up having to put in a lot of lineups by myself, which is why he only got about 15% was Poseidon who you and I were both heavy on him. We both liked him a lot. He was yeah. in my two big lineups, but my big lineups, I got sucked into Cam Champ and I'm taking the Doc Redman approach. I'm not playing Cam Champ in le until I see him come in the top 20 again. Yeah. They can price him at 1500 and I wouldn't even care. Um, his, his putting right now is just oh, atrocious. Atrocious, crazy. atrocious. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely like he needs to take a break, you know. Like, <laughs> he obviously he's playing this week because it's the players, but like I would not touch him with a, a ten foot pole. I mean, um, so yeah, it, it, it definitely struggled. Now, when we move on to two others, we're going to talk about RJ Rat eighty four. He's been on an absolute tear, but back to back weeks where he's coming four hundred ninetieth or four hundred ninety first. As weird as that sounds. Again, had the winner as his highest owned guy, but and Corey Connors and Tommy Fleetwood, but he had a lot of misguts. Matthew Neesmith was up there. Uh, Cameron Davis also missing the cut cost him a bit. So some big misses. But I would have thought with thirty seven percent Bryson and twenty eight percent Corey Connors, Jeff, that he would have come in better than four hundred ninetieth. But goes to show you how hard this game is sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, you, you got to hit it right. I mean, the thirty seven percent Bryson is is, is fantastic. Um, Definitely, uh, obviously, you know, nice for that. Forsaken down there had had the Rory exposure as well. So, you know, had the right build with the Stars and Scrubs. It is tough, though, man. I mean, you know, one one guy can kind of do you in. Uh, looks like Cam Davis obviously uh, didn't do many favors. But, you know, it's just a it, realistically, you look at RJ Rat's, you know, exposure there. It's a great week. I mean, he, he was on Connors as well, overweight Connors, overweight Bryce. And th those are two key, key players. So, um, you know, the, the only thing that sticks out is like 27% Ricky Fowler. Again, I, 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 you can Good pretty call, much yeah. throw Ricky in the camp champ. I know he's grinding out made cuts for people, but like he is not returning. Not going to get rid of the master. So, um, yeah, again, 
No need to jump on, on, on Ricky Fowler at, at this point. That's the only thing that kind of sticks out there. Um, rest of it is, is looks like fantastic. Even from ownership percentages, you know, uh, nicely spread, uh, still being double on uh, the big guy over the field. So, yep. All right, let's go over a couple of lineups of mine. We're going to go over my big dollar lineup. Uh, so it's the lineup that I'll put into either the $500 or the $1,000, whatever I decide to play that week. And then my top GPP line, uh, my top line this week featured Bryson DeChambeau and Jordan Spieth. Love that stack. 25% total ownership, which equaled McElroy. So I love that, but found myself into Sam Burns. So I got sucked in there. I got sucked into Camp Champ and I had Justin Rose. So even though I had a one and a four, I didn't even sniff the cash line. Zach Johnson was fine. Uh, I got 6,900 out of him. The average uh, return was 8.7. He was right at about nine. So he would have helped me cash had I had found one other guy that played four holes. Anybody, it doesn't matter. I would have cashed. So unfortunate when you get a one and four with total ownership, 25%, Jeff, uh, for me not to do anything with. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough, man. It's, it, it's oh, great. I mean, like, like you got Bryson, Spieth, and, and, and Connors up there, and even Kokrak, and it's like, oh, what else do you need to do there, right? Like, okay, yep. so, really- yeah, This is the top GPP line now that, that I have. I yeah. couldn't believe that this came in 54th. Now, granted, Liston, Van Rooyen, not that great, but four in the top 10 just goes to show you this game is definitely getting a bit harder. It is. And, I mean, again, like, you know, Liston and – it really just comes down to those guys find a couple lucky birdies or, like, they get a hole out. I mean, you're probably, you know, hit in the top 20. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to because your top end guys all produced. It's, it is crazy to see that, that, like, it's only – that one only finished 58th. Um, I guess uh, we had a couple other dudes up up top who, who had some big weeks, but I mean, you got the hole in one with Spieth, like, oh yeah, I guess uh, a couple of these guys maybe burned you down the stretch a little bit, but still that one's, that's a great lineup to be honest too. So let's talk about, uh, we're going to move on to the player championship uh, here now. And something that I want to bring up before we do uh, a couple of things, actually first is about Roy McIlroy. He made some comments after the tournament, Basically, he was searching for a spark that he thought he might go through some changes, whatever those might be, whether it's firing his caddy, because that's kind of what he does when he feels like he needs a change. He needs to find a spark. What do you make of those comments? Um, The fact that he's getting himself close, but not getting it done, especially for odds on favorite uh, odds favorites of the tournament, basically each and every week. Yeah, man. Rory looks. I don't want to say depressed, but like kind of does a little bit tired. He's just, he's just not into it. Right. Like he ejected. Yeah, he he I, used I that word. Maybe actually. it's just the, you know, the, 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 the place of the world right now, you know, like there's, I think, I think the lack of fans, I think just having to do all this is, I mean, Rory's an intelligent guy. He's got stuff going on off the course. He's, he's got a, a child and stuff like that. And, and I honestly think, and this is me just trying to dive into the psychology of someone, but I, I think he's a guy with just other things that he, I don't want to say he'd rather be doing, but like he, he just, you know, he, he's kind of just uh, going through the motions until maybe things get a little bit more normalized. And, um, you know, that, that's just the way it feels to me. I mean, he's still playing pretty good, but you you, you hear him talk. I mean, he knows he's not, he's not playing a hundred percent of his capabilities. So he's close. He's close. Like every week he's, he's close. He played. Okay. There's some good things, but you can just tell by his comments, like he's, he's not a hundred percent there. So, um, I'm, I'm going to just try and my best to lay off Rory. Um, you know, again, I, th- I, 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 when we started last week, I was like, Oh, well, okay. Maybe this is like the, the switch has been turned, but clearly no, um, just more of the same. And 
I'm not going to, I'm, I'm completely fine fading him here is, is I guess the main point here. Completely fine for me. Uh, the price is still up there. Uh, the price underneath him is the, the guys underneath him. We, we know are, are, aren't really suffering the same kind of, you know, malnormities, whatever you want to call them. So um, I just think he's too expensive right now for, for what he's producing, for what he's doing, I guess, on the course. Defending champ nonetheless, but still yeah. he first blamed it on the fans, right? It was, oh, well, you know, the fans really give me that spark. Well, last two weeks, fans have been there, and maybe it needs a little bit of uh, transition time to get used to fans being back there. I don't know. Golfers are so finicky. Um, and when I saw that tweet this morning. It could be anything, right? Yeah, could, could be, be anything. anything. Like, could be a code. I, I think it sounds like from the media, uh, from Immelman uh, over at CBS, that he does feel a caddy or a coaching change is coming rather quickly. So let's see yeah. what happens there. But certainly something to keep an eye on. And, of course, another thing to keep an eye on is our NHL Top Stacks tonight. That tool is free. And, of course, we have the NHL Strategy Show with Jake Harry and Terry McBride coming up right after us at 3 o'clock. So stay tuned for that as the NBA is on a little bit of an all-star break. So we turn to golf, NHL, NASCAR. Got still plenty of stuff going on. So... You're not already an Osmo Plus member, a great time to do so. Get access to all of the great tools we have for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass. It's going to cost you $29.95. This includes full access to all our premium content tools, Slack channel, ownership projections, player projections, and so much more. And of course, if you're looking to just join us for the big week this week at the Players, $8.95 is where our packages start for the full one. Of course, we have some express packages as well. So join Osmo Plus today. Stop guessing and start winning. So as we talk about the players here, 156-man field. It's going to be a grind to get it in. We don't have as much sunlight here in March as we do in May, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see if, of course, plays hard, if they will get it all in. But I'm sure they will. Uh, the other cool thing before we talk about TPC Sawgrass is we're going to see every single shot from PGA Tour Live this week. For right. those of you that are members uh that's pretty cool. Now, it's something we've been asking for, but obviously they'll put the emphasis here on one of their b- biggest tournaments. In fact, for the PGA Tour, it's actually their biggest tournament. Uh, considered golf's fifth major by some, do you get into that and do you care about that? Oh, the the fifth major thing? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always said, like, just make it a major. I mean, I, I, I even say take it a step further and, and make it a major and then rotate it around the Florida courses because they're all great. You know, play it at Valspar, Bay Hill one year, make that the players. I don't know. That, that would take way more, you know, sponsor finagling, I guess, and it's a bigger change. But, yeah, I'm the, of the opinion this stretch deserves a major. Why not? It's a Florida, It's a great Florida course. There's a ton of Florida, great Florida events. Make it a major. Like, it's it's the best field of the year, quite frankly. I mean, if it's not the best field of the year, that. it's one of the top three. Oh, no, it is. So, it's for sure. Is, yeah. Exactly, right? So just just do it. It's all just like pomp and circumstance anyways. But, the, you know, golf isn't going to break if you make five majors a year. So I think this one is, is a great – I think it's a great event. I think the players all get up for it. And um, I, think, I think it deserves major status. But, you know, whatever. If people don't want to call it a major, then it's not a major. So it doesn't even matter what I think. <laughs> well, I mean, it matters over here. I, I care about what you think here, Jeff. So I totally agree with you in that sense. I do believe it should be major. Listen, women's golf. All right. I, I should say women's golf has decided to put in their fifth major. So why can't men's golf be the same thing? Like just exactly. because Tiger might break Jack Nicholas's record. Well, let's just get Tiger on the golf course. Even if you add in a fifth major, those records, the Tiger and Jack records are likely still not even going to be close to beaten because there are so many good players. I can't yeah, even see if you no. added this one. Somebody winning two a year, Jeff. I, I can't and, see it happening. And this one is, 
is, is like the toughest to win. He's never had a repeat champ. I mean, you talk about Tyre. Tyre's only won this event twice. I mean, you know, a guy like Phil has is, is won it once. I mean, most most players here, they, they're not, not coming in with multiple players wins. This is a tough, that, that's another reason why I think it should be a major. I mean, it is tough to win. So it's right up there with the U.S. Open in terms of that almost. So I like it. It brings all the different styles of players in. The course is, is, is great for that. Um, I, I really like this event. It, it's one of my faves for sure. Let's talk about TBC Sawgrass, part 72, 7,200 yards, Peter Dye design. Obviously, we know about Peter Dye. His whole thing is risk-reward. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to give you a 330-yard par 4, 12. I'm going to give you short par 5s. But I'm going to give you out-of-bounds or a water hazard on every single one of them. You're yep. going to make an eagle, and you're going to make a double. I love that. That is my favorite style of golf when I'm watching. Maybe not when I'm playing, but that's definitely not when I'm playing. I'm not going to lie to you, but 61% driving accuracy, which is actually pretty standard. He doesn't mind if you hit the fairway. If you are well positioned, Peter Dye likes you to go low. Like you said earlier, it, it comes in about a half a stroke easier on average than the Arnold Palmer comes in about right in average 23rd of 49 in 2019 last time we had a full one but greens are going to be hard to hit 55% similar to last week uh but when you get around them and on them they should be around the greens should be easier than last week but on the greens are actually harder uh at least in in my opinion and my only question like I had last week uh Bryson will he drive the 6th hole and we got the answer yes he's going to something similar this week where the water hazard on, uh, I think it's seven, runs like 325 yards across. And then they have like the 30 yards of fairway before you actually get to the green. You think it's oh, worth it for yeah. him to try and give it a go there this week? Or do you think uh, yeah. the layup is of like basically he's going to have to hit seven? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus iron seven iron if he doesn't do that yeah no um I'm sure he'll be practicing it out. I, I actually didn't, you know, I was, I was thinking about that today and, and I didn't, I didn't get to like the, the visualizer of the, of the course yet, but um, yeah, I know exactly what hole you're talking about. And I want, did, did someone drive it lat, like in 2019? I want to say people have done this before, but. At least gone for that, that whatever you call it, like that little area, yeah. uh, shipping area, so to speak. I, I think someone has. I think Bryson will do it. Anyways, I, I yeah. definitely, I, if not, he's going to try and practice for sure. So I, cause <laughs> I, I think it's, it's doable. I mean, if he can do it last week, I think he can do that off. I think there is more room for him to get in trouble there though. You know, obviously he can get in trouble at Bay Hill, but it's just going in the water there. It can, you know, it can get in a, in a couple nasty spots. So 
Um, it, that'd be really interesting one. In, in a lot of ways, I think that's almost more interesting than uh, the over the hill or the over the water at Bay Hills. So yeah, man, I mean, that definitely should be a, a, it's just, this is what Bryson does. He just makes courses more interesting because now you've got this into play and, and our other players going to start trying these things too. So, yeah. So I'm sorry. It's the fourth hole. Uh, I gave myself through it's, it's a 389 yard hole, but Again, where they set up the the tees, sometimes it plays like 360, and that's all the way to the middle of the green. There's that spot over to the right-hand side of the hole that is all fairway. So I'm just wondering if he takes water out of play on that second shot that a lot of people have hit it in. In fact, on Sunday, when Rory won, he made double on that hole by hitting it into the water uh, on his second shot. So yeah. I'm just thinking maybe he would give it a go this week. Again, don't quote me on it. Just think maybe if he gets the right wind. It's another kind of fun element that he could put in. Okay, let's move on uh, now to our first clicks and our, of course, DFS preview, giving us a lot of time to talk about that since we have had a few days to look at it. We'll break it down fully. But before we do, I want to tell you about this show and all of our other YouTube content. If you are not able to catch it on YouTube, then you're going to catch it on our podcast feed. So not able to watch your favorite awesome shows on YouTube, almost all of them are available through our Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport, including golf, and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to osmo.com backslash podcast to check out our latest. And of course, just leave a five-star review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle, our email address, and you'll be eligible to win an Osmo Plus weekly platinum pass. We're going to award one winner every Friday, and reviews will be eligible for up to a year. So make sure you check into that. Good luck. So on our first clicks, uh, a guy that I tailed last week that I really think is coming into form. It's been a little while since we've seen him at his top. It's Tommy Fleetwood, 45 to 1. We've seen him almost win here again. And I like that this is the third stop for him. He's really got his legs underneath him. He's been here a couple of weeks. Form's been getting better. So Tommy Fleetwood, with the high volatility we get out of the best players, I think he sits into that middle range and I think a great place to start your card this week. That's fair. Look, Fleetwood's got, got a lot of, of upside. Um, <laughs> as someone who watched like every Tommy Fleetwood shot last week, I'm personally, I, I just don't think he's there right now. Um, you know, he, he's inconsistent off the tee. It's like, it shows up one round, then the next round he's toast. The irons are kind of the same. And quite frankly, he's not a good enough putter or consistent enough putter. So it, his odds are basically the same last uh, as they were last week, which again, I, th- I think in this field, I would want Fleetwood to be around like plus 5,000 or better. Um, but you know, he, he did finish pretty well last week. So I think people are still going to be on that. I, I'm personally not there. Um, now, uh, like, look, if you're looking on DraftKings right now and Hey guys, before I get my picks, make sure you smash that like button. Actually, there's, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of people watching. We obviously appreciate all, but definitely hit the like button if you could for us uh, on the stream definitely helps out. So, um, you know, hit that like, hit the subscribe if you haven't. But for me, in this range, now if you're on DraftKings, he's at plus 4,000, but you can get him at better odds than that uh, if you shop around a bit. But at that range, it's going to be Paul Casey for me. Okay. Um, game plus five strokes ball striking last week. Very good um, week. He has just been in, in really good form. And, and when Casey's right there, Iron's going, it's just a matter of can he get that, that week around the greens and just get that putter firing. And quite frankly, he's been really consistent in both those areas. He's having a really good start to the year. I, I think I've always been of the opinion Casey's going to grab a big event before he's all said and done. It wouldn't shock me if it's at the players one year. He's been hit or miss here, but I mean, he's got a top 10. He's finished top 25 a couple times. I, I think he can do it. I, I like him better in this range than Tommy. Again, recognizing Fleetwood, younger player, probably better upside. But uh, with the form Casey's shown, I'll, I'll take him in this range. 
Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, anecdotal stuff like what I'm about to say sometimes is not measurable. But with Paul Casey, he came out and said after one of his, I think it was after Saudi Arabia where he won, or it wasn't Saudi Arabia, the tournament before that. He yeah, said he Dubai. had the best, yeah, he said he had the best offseason of his entire career. Knows that, of course, there were some problems with COVID and everything. He said personally it was it was a great time for him. He got back to his game, and results are showing. He's not coming outside of the top 20 at all. He was really highly owned this week, uh, last week, so I didn't play him much, but... Hopefully with a stronger field this week, he won't be looked at as much. Another guy in that range, Jeff, that I love this week, and it's the ever-going battle of Sung Jae versus Scotty Scheffler, but Scotty Scheffler seems like he's a bit closer, even yeah. though Sung Jae found his potter last week, which had been the only thing lacking. So I kind of like yeah. both of them, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I like both these players a lot, too. I mean, um, Ibs probably got the advantage. He's got the, the Florida, the, the swing experience, and um, – is this Scheffler's first time going around TPC Sawgrass for the players? Uh, he played the one round last year, and I think he shot five under and was yeah. E6 after after day one. But, I mean, look, uh, so, you know, we, we've seen Siwoo Kim pl- come here. Well, I mean, he, he had played here before, so that's a bad example. But yeah, so Scheffler he, T5 he, in Florida his last time out. You're, yeah, I think, I think you're dead on in saying that this guy's game is really coming around. I mean, gaining three strokes around the green last two events and on approach – Yep. That's the kind of thing you want for, for TPC Sawgrass too. Like you've got to be slick around the greens here. Um, they're, 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 there's trouble there. I mean, you've, you've, you obviously want to hit as many greens as possible, but smaller greens, people are going to miss. And, and, you know, you just look at the last few winners here. They've had massive weeks gaining strokes around the greens. So I, I think I'm kind of with you here. I, you know, the, the, the stats and like, you know, what he's done in Florida, they kind of say, uh, oh, maybe go in, but I think Scheffler's playing better too. So I don't mind that call as well. For me in the betting odds, um, Casey was the only guy I took in this range so far. I, you know, it's possible I'm going to add, but I, I went I went to the more to the front. I, I, I took I took Cantley. I mean, um, I, I've said it before on this show. I'm I'm, I'm taking him to to play the to, be, to to bag something big this year. And you know, Masters players, I'm just betting him. Um, would I like the odds to be like plus twenty eight hundred or plus three thousand here? Sure, but like realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably lucky he didn't play last couple weeks and put in another top five and he's like, you know, plus 1800. So I'm completely fine with this. He's got really good die course, good strokes gain on die courses, just playing great in every facet, just like Scheffler, but like a level above. So I'll take him at uh, around plus 22. Weird that I'm going to say this, but like, I want to see an interview with him last week uh, or this week to make sure like he didn't lose too much weight. I know it sounds it's weird. Like, there is a little bit of risk. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened. I, mean, I yeah. have no idea what's wrong with him. Right. We just know that it was like dehydration and stomach yeah. issues. So I just want, again, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to play doctor. I am not. I'm going to leave that to my wife. That's her job. Uh, but at the same token, you know, it's, I can know that when I have a stomach problem and I get dehydrated, I don't have as much energy. Granted, he said two weeks off. So I'm sure he's fine at 9,200 and at 22 to one, he was my first click. I also said that I think what I'm going to do with Xander Shoffle is probably bet him as well. I don't know if I want to play him on DraftKings because he has a ton of volatility here, second place, missed cut. Um, so that's up top. But before I get you up top, Christian Bezidenhut, this guy continues to impress, had a bad double on the last hole. Yeah. Knocked him out of the top five. But sitting at 90 to one, I love him again this week. I, I really like this player. around the green. Yeah, you talked about stroke chain around the green. He's number one on the PGA Tour this year. Yeah, he's, he's a wizard around and on the greens. He is, he is a really slick player, man. Uh, he's 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 got confidence right now too. So I'm I'm not gonna put anyone off 
you know, targeting Bez, um, Bezadenhut in the, in this tournament. Um, is it asking too much for him to win? Uh, maybe, maybe it's like a better top 20 bet or something or a DraftKings play, but like he, he has a lot of potential, man. He has grinded out some big wins on the Euro tour at tough spots. I, w- I just wouldn't put, he's one of those players. You just wouldn't put anything past. Like, you know, um, he's definitely on the talent level of the other South Africans, you know, kind of reminds me of like a young Louie just came in, you know, won a couple big events and it's like, wow, this guy's like, uh, is that talented? So um, absolutely. I, I like that call. Um, I, I had to bet my guy down here, uh, Russ Henley at, at plus 125. Just Tina Green playing. He's been playing really good around the greens for a while now. He's cleaned up his around the green game. If the putter gets hot, um, we, we know his irons can, can just start firing too. I'll just always stick with him as, as long as he's uh, in, in some kind of form when, when you're giving me triple uh, triple digits on him because I know Henley can pull out those those wins before. You know, he's battled that at Florida courses and stuff. So I'll take one more shot on him here. Um, I, w- I was hoping for triple digits and we got it. So um, I, I, I drifted over to him first uh, for like a longer shot. One of my longer shots, uh, I watched really cool late in the day on Friday, one of the last groups to come in, Nick Taylor, Birdied the eighth hole, one of the hardest holes on the course to get to two over on the number and needed to get up and down from 40 yards on nine, including a nine footer uh, to make the cut. And he did. It was cool to watch. But he's got 300 to one, has two good starts here and was in the mix after round one last year before they canceled it. But a guy that's playing good golf, top 20 at the Genesis Invitational, Jeff, if he pulls off a top 20 here this week, I think you're going to get something like 15 to one. So he was kind of my bomb that I looked at. Again, great with his short game this year. And I think, again, if we're looking at value, I think he presents one of the best ones down in that range. Okay, I completely missed the name there. Who, Nick Taylor, sorry. Nick Taylor, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. I thought it was Renzi for a sec. I'm like, oh, he's playing good, but then I'm like, no, it's not Renzi. Yeah. Nick Taylor's solid when he's in form, man. I mean, he, he's, he's a consistent ball striker, so that's an interesting call. Um, I don't even know what his price is on DK yet. What's he I haven't, I haven't gone and looked at that one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 6,400. I'm just looking at it for DFS purposes. Obviously, we're talking about betting odds right now. But absolutely, man. Look, the, that's the other thing the players does. Like, it, it's a course that brings in all these different types of players. And we see guys like Ken Duke, you know, um, get in the mix, man. I mean, a guy like Nick, like, legitimately. I mean, like, guys like that. Jim Furyk finished runner-up here. Runner-up, yeah. To in Roy 2019. Jim Furyk. He's like 60. He's not saying. He was like 40, 48. But... Um, it's the same point, right? I mean, uh, absolutely. If you're clean, uh, tee to green and, and you can, you can just, you got to really sharp around the green and putting, you're going to compete here, man. Absolutely. Now you got to do it for four days, but Nick Taylor, we've seen him. I mean, he, he's handled the tricky course like pebbles. So I, I actually really like that call down there. Um, I admittedly haven't done my full homework on all the dumpster diving, you know, Wierenski sticks out, Doug Gim, but I'm starting to like that Nick Taylor call because, again, we always see a couple vets. I brought up Duke and, and Furyk, but uh, guys like that, I mean, um, absolutely they can pop here. So um, for me, I, I really like that call. I haven't gone d- that deep on anyone. Um, a, a couple other guys I will bring up. A, a guy I really, really genuinely like this week. I wouldn't shock me if he competed, though, is Chris Kirk, uh, uh, plus, uh, plus 15,000, um, 7,100, 7,000 on DraftKings gaining strokes around the green on almost every event, gaining strokes on his approach oh, almost every speed. event. He, yep. w- he went off in the final group here on Sunday in 2015. He's played here tons, tons of top 20s. He's playing really good golf right now. He's really focused. Um, it's a good setup for Chris Kirk, and I, I really like those odds. 
I think it's a great call. We're going to transition into our DFS millionaire maker preview. But before we do, listen, we just talked about uh, a bunch of odds and you don't want to make a bet without shopping for the best odds first. And luckily for you guys, our odds shopper tool can do that for you. So betting lines, we know it can change by the minute and very greatly depending on which book you're using. So it's why important to use the awesome odds shopper tool to find the best line available for your golfer. You are betting on and give you the edge you need to beat the house. So head on over to oddsshopper.osmo.com where we compile the best bets available for every game updated in real time. I sign up for free today. Track your bets and receive alerts when lines move. All right, let's go into our DFS preview, Millionaire Maker. It is the first time since the U.S. Open that we've had it. It just brings a large amount of gamers that we don't typically get. And what does that mean, Jeff? Well, that actually typically means we get really soft pricing. Pretty much, you know, you want to stack your two top three guys that are going to let you do that this week. Normally, I'd be like, oh, that kind of stinks. But it's the players and it's TPC Sawgrass and it already adds an element of volatility like we don't see anywhere else. I think the best example I can give here is, Jeff, typically at majors, we see something like DeChambeau, the best players in the world. DeChambeau, Johnson, Rom, they're going to come in the top 10, 15. Not here. They're going to miss the cut here a lot. They're going to come outside of the top 30 a lot. So I'm okay with the soft pricing. I agree completely. This is is an event where... I rarely go like, oh, yeah, let's make a Stars and Scrubs lineup and just try and smash Rory and Dustin in. Because, like you said, what's the point? Like, these – if Rory doesn't win, like, there's 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 a really, 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 really good chance he's not going to pay off for you. Like, he, he's yeah. going to have a bad week. Now, maybe Rory is actually, like, the wrong example because he does have a lot of top tens here. But, um, you know, a guy he like Dustin – honestly be the only one, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Xander, like you've already brought up, Missed cut or second. You know, Rom is, is kind of similar. He can blow up here. He has blown up here. Even when he was in contention in 2019, he still only finished T12. Like, that's the kind of volatility we're looking at here. So go cheaper. Um, um, this is this is a week where, you know, you can easily start lineups under 10K, in my opinion, at least. You don't have to make every lineup like that, but you're going to want some exposure to a couple guys above that. But um, absolutely, like, you know, and it's just stacked, too, with, with players playing well. Morikawa. Bryson coming off wins. I talked about Cantley already. Scheffler. I mean, you can just, you don't even need to go like very deep. I mean, you can stick between 9,200 and like, you know, 7,800 and, and, and go to town. So yeah, that's, that's the kind of event it is. It's, it's why this event can sometimes just produce some crazy type of results and fun golf. But um, for DFS, you kind of got to embrace it and just be like, okay, you know, if, if I'm paying up for all, all the way, like I, I really am committing to this guy because uh, there's going to be a ton of lineups, ton, ton of lineups. We're just going super balanced and, uh, you know, going to have a great chance to beat you if your guy doesn't win. Especially when you got names like Neiman, Kokrak, Zalatore. 77. Ouch. 77. Ouch from a perspective of he's going to be popular. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because he's good. And his 7,700 is too cheap for walking Neiman. Before we get to Neiman, and again, you could probably make a a lineup with golfers at 7,900 and 7,800. Totally. This is a good lineup this week. But a guy that I'd like to add to something like that would be Colin Morikawa. And I want to bring up Webb Simpson in the same sense that we saw probably one of the most dominating players championship or big tournament victories happen a couple of years ago with him. Yeah. And I feel like if Colin Morikawa's short game stays similarly to what it was at concession, he could put up that type of numbers. He's a guy like Webb, going to pepper fairways. And when those irons get hot, they're some of the best in the world. In fact, we know they are the best in the world, actually. Yeah, they are. (laughs) 
So I feel like this course could be amazing for him. Honestly, if he finds as many fairways as he's doing, I think it's a perfect setup again. The only thing that's that realistically is going to hold more cow back is um, does the putter regress a little bit yep. and is his short game like sharp enough right now? Um, we know it has been in the past to win events. Obviously, you know, he's great at the workday PGA, obviously, yep. um, but you do have to bring it at TPC Sawgrass. That's an element, you know, it, it, it it's kind of like the all encompassing thing, but it, it's a great setup for him because he doesn't really get discounted much off the tee. The irons are going to be full, fully flexing. Uh, if, he, if he leads the, the, you know, the, the field in greens and regulation again, whatever approach, big advantage. It's just, you know, th- does he, does he regress a little bit with the putter and short game now? I mean, that could happen, but like, again, you know, we're talking DFS now he's 9,400. He's not 10,400. He's, he's not as expensive as Rory. So do you even care at that price? Like, no, of course. I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic target at that price. Um, I think Webb is a good target too. He's playing really well for a lot of the same reasons that the setup's great for him, but like, you know, Mark Howe is the better player right now and he's cheaper. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's hard to make hard, hard to see. Well, I mean, maybe let's, let's throw this out. Is he going to be the most popular player in this range? Morikawa? Yeah. Uh, I would actually have to say, even though he withdrew from the event two weeks ago, I think it's going to go to Cantley. Yeah. From what I'm seeing, people love to play Cantley in this range as do I, I mean, he's going to be in most yeah. of my lineups. So I think it's going to go Cantley. Um, but it saddens me, of course, that a lot of people may start Morikawa Cantley this week because obviously that's what I've been trying to do the last yeah. couple of years, and it seems like this week might be the the week to look at that. Now, let me ask you: We got. I'm going to rattle off some finishes uh, of of these guys, and and I want yep. you to tell me who they are: fifty four eight, ten six, thirty five five, thirty nine fifteen, fifteen miscut. <laughs> Those are the finishes recently for the every priced golfer above ten thousand this week. No win. Oh, okay. No top fives. No nothing. Right. So, do we need to play these guys at all? And yeah, it is ownership going to get low on them enough where we should actually be playing them? So I guess it's two part. Yeah, One, okay. where is ownership for you that you want to play each of these guys, and who would you pick if you had to pick one of them? So I th- and I initially thought you were giving me like of one player and I'm like, geez, man, I, I don't know their, their recent histories that well. Um, so it, it's, it's such a good point though. Um, you know, even Dustin is coming in like, and, and Dustin's had some good, good results at the players, but like he's he look good in the last Florida result. And quite frankly, like Florida hasn't been his best spot. Yep. Um, so, you know, start with that Rom a little bit hit or miss. We thought he was firing up. And then again, you know, dip back. Yep. I've already, we've already talked about Rory. If I was going to go here, obviously Brooks is out now too. Um, I, I look at Xander Shoffley, man. Um, I, I really would. Um, I, I think he's got that really fantastic short game. Now he, that's the, the part of his game that he's really been working on. I think he sets up a little bit better for, for TPC Sawgrass uh, at this point in his career. And yeah, he's had some volatility here, but I think the other factor is like, we talked about Canley, everyone will want to play him at that range. Xander's kind of in that spot now where maybe people aren't going to want to play him in this range, or at least like not as much, you know, Justin Thomas being cheaper than and Bryson. How much are people going to want to pay up for Xander? I, I, I might even consider betting Xander Shoffley this week. I, I really might. Um, I, I, this guy is so overdue for a win. He, he's, he's got the great all around game, which really plays well here. So for me, absolutely. Xander's going to be a guy I look at this week. 
Yeah, and in fact, uh, a great thing for you to make sure you subscribe is uh, I've got some short-form videos that come out. Uh, my first set of three will be coming out today if they're not already out. I haven't checked here in the last little bit since we've been on the show, but Xander Shuffley was actually in my top five bets video at 18 to one. Yeah. I think he's playing better than the other four guys right now. Not that yeah. any of them are playing well. What do you make of Justin Thomas? We did finally see a bounce back. He had a terrible round one at concession, but played fairly well the last three days. And he actually looked bad, but he lost, I think it was at least four shots in the water uh, throughout the yeah. round. So, and still came in 15th. I think his game is a little bit closer than we're giving him credit for. He obviously had a, a bunch of unfortunate things happen. Uh, got grilled about Tiger Woods and did that thing with the sponsor. Yeah. All of that go on. His grandfather passing away. So is that all too much for you to play Thomas or do you think he's finally coming back into something? So I'm, I'm 100% committed to Cantley here, but I'm just going to bring it back to betting for a second. Sure. You look at Xander Thomas and Cantley, if you can get them all at plus 2,000 or better – I think just betting those three guys and just like, okay, I'm good. It's, I think that's a fantastic way to go this week, to be honest. Um, These are three quality golfers. When are you going to get them at plus 2000 again? So that's just something to think about, but it it is really tight for me because Thomas definitely bounced back with the irons last week, which is a really good sign. Cause I, I know I, I said a couple times, like he's regressing a bit. Do we want to just wait and see? And uh, obviously now we've seen, the off the tee thing is scary, but this has always been kind of Justin Thomas's MO. He can spray it a bit. Um, I don't think, you know, TPC Sawgrass has water, but it's not quite as demanding off the tee as concession, right? Like it's not as big, as big carries and stuff like that. You can be a little bit more conservative and be fine. And that's typically where Justin Thomas excels when he doesn't have to get so, so aggressive with the driver that he, he necessarily like, starts dipping balls into the water every hole. It's, it's really close. Sorry. It's really close between Xander and Thomas for me is, is what I'm saying. I don't really have a concrete one. I kind of want to play them both and bet them both, to be honest. Of course, there's Bryson right there, defending champion of last week. Uh, yeah. Again, he kind of goes through a period sometimes maybe after his win. Okay. I shouldn't say that. There was a period where he would won a couple of starts in a row. Maybe that comes in. But uh, again, I think we're both uh, probably fairly okay on Bryson. I don't think he'll be able to use his driver as much, but certainly mm-hmm. he'll be able to use it on those par fives, except for nine. Nine, he'll he'll need to probably lay up before that creek. I don't think he can carry it. Though he could make, uh, he could totally throw me for a loop and do it. Um, now, we only got about three minutes left, and I think it's important for us to talk about this 7,900 to 7,600 range rather than, yeah, of course, I like Spieth, but, you know, not great course history and the other guys. I think this is a range where, a lot of people are going to stack two, three, maybe even four. So we've got Cam Smith, lives in the area, playing good golf. Tommy Fleetwood, mm-hmm. finally playing great golf. Ooh, you stays in the Justin Rose, back-to-back <laughs> withdraws. We'll kind of toss them out. But then you get Neiman and Kokrak, as well as Will Zalatoris. Totally packed. Rank them for me uh, on who you, right now, would like to play the most this week. So, um just quickly, nine was the hole I thought you were talking about initially about Bryson carrying. Oh, carrying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was the hole initially. Similar, so I, don't, I don't know. Can he do that? It's a similar carry between four and nine, by the way. It is, that, isn't actually, it? That, that was the one I was thinking of. So yeah. we'll see. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that out quickly. Um, so for that range, um, I, I kind of made my case on, on Fleetwood. I don't think he's like a bad play, but I, I'm just not sure if the upside is quite there enough. I think, I think Cam Smith would be the dude for me here. Um, I know everyone's going to gravitate to Neiman and I'm sure Fleetwood will get some love, but like Cam Smith is playing really good golf. He's got that elite around the short, uh, around the green game. He's got a pretty good Pete die record. The irons are really firing. And when Cam Smith gets going with those, it just puts less stress on the rest of his game and he gets confident. So yep. 
I, I like him the best. Now, look, I'm going to have Ustase exposure because I'm pretty sure the only reason he withdrew is he's just like, yeah, you know, I'll just rest the back for a week. I don't think there's anything wrong or anything. He's got good course. He, he was he was he was getting better. He he was playing well before before he withdrew. So. I'll, I'll take the low on Louis. I'll take the risk there for all of us. I know no one else probably will, but um, for me, ranking them, I would I would yeah. go Smith, Neiman, and then probably Fleetwood if I was going to rank them. I, I'm just not a big Kokrak guy. I know he's playing well, but yes. I don't know. I, I just I just I see these names next to Kokrak. I'm just like I, I can't do it. So I'll, I'll, I'll answer take it down there. So now uh, one more note in this range. That's why it's so important. We've I've seen Sergio Garcia brought up a lot in our chat here, and I, and I just didn't get to him until now. But yep. this guy hasn't missed a cut in ten years at the Players Championship. Oh, if you're doing cash lineups, I mean, you, you can just start with Sergio for sure. Uh, loves it here, knows his way around the course. Is really, I mean, I think he gained like five strokes his last time out or something on his approaches or ball striking. So I mean, like the, the form isn't that far off for Sergio that you have to worry about it. He can always have a Sergio week and just like nine putt something, but you know, he he's put balls in the water at Sawgrass before and still made the cut. So um he just he just gets it done here. I, I think seventy five hundred is like I said, cash game's fine. Um, you know, you could you could definitely I don't I don't think he's like a must play uh, in all your lineups, but and he'll 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 get a little bit of a bump in ownership from the course history thing, but um, he's he's a fine play here, absolutely. All right, so I'll rank him um, in this range. I, I just hate seeing my lineup with a withdraw or an out, so I've got to default put Ustase and Ann now Rose at the bottom of this. That's fair. Yep. Uh, just because I hate it, I, it was bad to my health before and <laughs> last week, and hopefully not this week. So we're gonna go Fleetwood, Neiman, Zalatoris, Smith. I think that Zalatoris and Smith are almost identical in their form right now, and you're getting three hundred dollar discount. Again, a lot of it's gonna be ownership based, of course, right? I, I don't want to, you know, skip that. If Zalatoris is gonna be ninety percent owned and Smith's gonna be five, I'd rather play Smith, obviously, but. Uh, I think Neiman obviously has probably shown us a little bit more than uh, Smith and Zalatoris just over the hole. He's won twice. Uh, he's come up in big events. Uh, plus, he played pretty good at the concession, one bad round there. So um, that would be it for me now. We've got like, all right, I'm going to say six, 10 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds, Jordan, something <laughs> in that range. All right, let's just give our top play under 7,000 this week. We know that the players is going to give us somebody. So uh, who is your pick to be the top one under 7K? All right. I'm going to go with Brandon Grace, man. Um, this guy's uber confident. Brandon Grace playing with house money, house hitting money. his irons really well. And this guy gets confident, man. He used to be a top 30, like maybe even top 20 player in the world. He's playing good golf. I, I really like Brandon Grace this week. So I didn't really play much of him the first two weeks. Uh but last week I saw his game really start to come around. He played a great round on Sunday in the wind. Now his price is also the cheapest that it's been. It's Robert McIntyre, 6,700, oh, nice. the lefty. No, it's his first start here. But listen, we saw Eddie Pepperell come over a yeah, couple of years absolutely. ago in his first start, top five. So I like McIntyre for the same reasons this week. Again, guys uh, and girls and everybody, thanks for joining our chat. Of course, NHL Strategy Show is coming up right after us with Jay Carey, Tony McBride. Going to be a good one. Can we get the millionaire maker this week? So good luck, everybody. We want to see somebody take it down. We'll see you for the Honda Classic next week. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>